Yo, yo, welcome to a post-game edition of the Forum Club. I am your co-host, Yovan Buha, joined by my co-host, Bill Oram. Uh, Bill, the Lakers lost tonight, 115-107 to the Portland Trailblazers in their first crunch time game of the season, uh, first crunch time reps, and the closing lineup ended up being Anthony Davis, Montrez Harrell, LeBron James, KCP, and Dennis Schroeder. What did you think of that lineup, and, and what did you think of the way they closed tonight's game? It had moments, right? I mean, defensively, I mean, the Blazers made some really tough shots that are, you know, you know, not a lot you're going to be able to do about Damian Lillard banking in a three. Um, by the way, just for people listening, we are back in the parking garage at Staples Center. So um, if you hear if you hear uh, the, the faint sound of a 1987 Toyota Celica, that's because... <laughs> That's what it is. But it was interesting to see that the Lakers went with Trez in that in that matchup. Um, I think Mar- uh, Markeith Morris you might see there going forward sometimes. Sometimes it might be Kyle Kuzma. But neither of those guys had a big impact tonight. Trez had a better game. Um, you know, and the, and the Lakers needed points. And, you know, Trez is the better offensive option there. So um, that that worked for, for me, I thought. Um, you know, it just, it just came down to LeBron couldn't do it all. And... And, you know, it'll be interesting to see going forward how often we see that exact lineup, how often I think you made this point on Twitter that that Trez is probably the, the, the guy who you're going to see um, players rotating in and out of that spot where it could be Markeith. It could be Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma checked into the game with about two minutes left um, for for Montrez Harrell, I believe. And then um, yeah. and then, uh, you know, that's how they closed as, as the Blazers closed on a big run. But it was interesting to me just to see those guys, you know, kind of in, for the first time. We've been talking a lot about the closing lineup for the last month, um, seeing, you know, the first time that Frank Vogel had to make that choice that, that, that that's the group he went with. Yeah. And, and he made a, a couple of points post game that he could have gone to Mark, uh, that he chose not to go to Markeith because uh, Markeith had been sitting for a while and he felt he was going to be cold. Markeith Morris did not play a lot of minutes in this game. Yeah, it was funny. I actually got some, I felt like I got some flack from Lakers Twitter because I, I did pose that hypothetical of this is maybe a lineup we'll see because to me it made sense where obviously LeBron and AD are, are the staples of your closing lineup, but Schroeder's kind of put himself in that, I think, third spot. KCP is probably your most versatile wing. Um, and then, you know, looking at that fifth spot, I think you can kind of rotate Trez, Markeith Morris, Kyle Kuzma. Uh, I apparently missed Alex Crusoe, who I think could be in there, although that is a bit of a smaller lineup. Um, you know, maybe he replaces Schroeder or, or KCP, but it, it is something to be, you know, kind of, I think, monitoring throughout the season is, is who Frank is, is relying on, because I, I thought it was interesting that um, he went to Trez, like, you know, and, and there is something about Trez that, that coaches clearly like because um, it kind of brought up some of the discussion with, with him closing in the playoffs and, and how you know the Clippers really struggled with that. Right. But um, one of the other stories of, of tonight's game was AD and how you know kind of passive he was at times. And um, you know Frank put that more on the team and, and said that you know both he and the players had to get AD right. to his spots and, and more involved. What did you think of AD's performance and, and was it as 
bad as, as it was talked about afterwards. In the first half, I thought he looked listless. Like, yeah. I just didn't think he looked like he had a whole lot of, you know, pep in his step. Um, you know, he wasn't he wasn't going at the basket. It was a lot of jumpers. I mean, even when he was even shooting the ball, it's, I, I'd have to look at a box score to see how many shots he even took in the first half. But there weren't a lot of attempts. Um, it wasn't a lot of stuff going at the basket. It wasn't, you know, he wasn't operating in the post. Um, he wasn't getting out in transition. It just was not, you know, he was not really present offensively. And so I kind of assumed that it was probably the lingering effects of that calf contusion that kept him out uh, of, of Sunday night's game. He said after the game that it, that, that felt fine, that that wasn't an issue. Um, and so, you know, I'm, you got to believe the guy, but I mean, I you know, also feel like, you know, no shoot around today. Um, you know, didn't play yesterday, did not practice Sunday. Maybe they did practice Sunday. I don't know. I forget days, but I heard Saturday. Didn't practice Saturday because it was the day after Christmas. So, it's, you know, he probably hasn't had a lot of time on the court um, to, to really, you know, try to get some rhythm back. And maybe you're seeing a little bit of the effects of that. And the other thing he said was, you know, you don't want to, you know, if you miss a game, you don't want to come back and try to force it. The Lakers won, you know, handily uh, a night earlier. So he was trying to come in and fit in as opposed to make everybody else fit to him. But I mean, the counterpoint would be you are Anthony Davis. You are one of the two stars of this team. Uh, you do you and everyone else will, will fit in according. Yeah. And it, it felt like tonight was one of those nights where, you know, Dennis Schroeder had it going through the first, you know, three quarters and he was being really aggressive in the pick and roll. And I felt like that was kind of, you know, last year that, that would have been Rondo maybe setting up AD, um, whereas Schroeder is more of a shoot first guy. And it felt like he was kind of looking for a shot more and, and, you know, he played well, so he, he kind of deserved to, but I, I agree with you. I, I think AD has to assert himself. And, um, I, I forgot the exact stat that was brought up post game, but it was something like, He's now had, I think, nine games yep. with, with 15 or fewer points as a Laker, and they're three and six in those games. Um, and, and speaking of stats, you brought up a, a stat post game that I thought was interesting. Last season, the Lakers were 57 and zero heading into the, uh, you know, when they had a lead heading into the fourth. Right. This year started out two and zero. So it was 59 right. straight wins. Uh, ended up losing tonight. Yeah. And I find that interesting because already, you know, you, you don't want to hit the panic button. Four games in, they're, they're two and two. You sure? It seems uh, like you want to hit the panic button, Jovan. <laughs> and, and, and as I said on on last night's podcast that uh, no one heard <laughs> because we didn't publish it, you know, they do have an easy stretch of schedule coming up. And uh, the next 13 games, you know, this was actually the hardest game of this 15-game stretch they had. And, you know, they lost it. But looking at the next 13, you got Spurs, Grizzlies, Thunder, Rockets, uh, Bulls. Like, they can win a lot of these right. games, rack them up. But how do you feel about the identity of, the, of this team and, and kind of sort of how it's shifted more towards the offensive side? And then tonight, when they couldn't get it going offensively down the stretch, they couldn't rely on their defense necessarily to kind of win them the game. Yeah, it was interesting just because, like, you've made this point also. The, the perimeter defense, you know, we talked so much about them losing the, the interior defense and the, and the shot blocking of, of um, JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. But on the perimeter, you lose Avery Bradley, you lose Danny Green, and, and you're hoping that you're going to compensate, and you lose Rondo, and you're hoping you're going to compensate for that with uh, Schroeder and, um, you know, maybe Alex Caruso takes a step, a step. And then tonight, no Alex Caruso whatsoever. So, I mean, I mean, the Blazers guards present, you know, a real tough matchup for teams. It's just, it's just the way it is. And then you had Gary Trent Jr. going, you know, berserk in the fourth quarter, also making something like 17, 17 threes in the, in the fourth quarter. Um, this is real guys. This is real. <laughs> Uh, uh, surrounded by cars, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, to me, I think the Lakers again—it's it's such a different team from a year ago that they're going to have to find ways to play, and they can't rely on the kind of brute force that they did last season. 
to prevent teams from scoring. And so, I mean, are we being punked? Is this a rally or is this what we get? All for, of a sudden, all these cars came out. And- it's like what we get for, for trying to record in a parking garage, like, like, like I'm Bob Woodward or something. Like, <laughs> like, let's, 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 let's do journalism in a parking garage that went out of vogue in like 1974. So, yeah, I think the fact they were 57 and 0 last year was more of a quirk than anything else. I mean, that's yeah. just unheard of because, I mean, weird things happen. The fact that they yeah. closed all 57 games they led after three was amazing. And it wasn't going to happen again this year. It just wasn't. But it, it is, it is worth noting and paying some attention to um, going forward to see if they can be the kind of fourth quarter team. The other guy that, that we talked about post game a little bit is Wes Matthews. And, and, you know, he was sort of the Danny green replacement, but he has not come anywhere close to playing the same amount of minutes or role that Danny green played uh, last season. So I think you do look at kind of that you look at them missing. I mean, this is probably the worst matchup in the league for Caruso to miss. Like if you're looking at small, quick, you know, shooting guards. I don't think there's a worse matchup for, to not have Alex Caruso. Um, and then again, kind of Rondo and Schroeder. Like I think Rondo's probably a better on-ball defender. You know, Dennis has tried hard, uh, and I think he's had the effort. But I, I would lean Rondo in that. So you do look at the perimeter. You know, and, and without Caruso, it is probably a downgrade. Yeah. You know, going Danny Green to West and and uh, you know Rondo to Schroeder. So. I do think it's something to, to monitor. And, you know, a lot of times when you're allowing penetration and, and, you know, you see a guy get a layup, you're like, oh, well, maybe Trez should have been there or, or Mark should have been there. But that's actually on the guard letting that guy get to the rim. And, and yes, ideally you have someone to, to kind of erase that mistake. But I think that starts with the perimeter defense more so than the interior. So that, that's something to watch moving forward. Um Anything else you, you found interesting from this game? Wesley Matthews has still not made a three, four games in. Um, he's only scored eight points in the first four games. Uh, I just think it's interesting that, you know, I mean, this is a guy who started and played pretty big minutes on a team that, you know, had the best record in the league last year. Um, we'll be interested to see what it takes to get him going, when that might happen. Um, and, you know, Kyle Kuzma, you know, had a big game uh, two nights two nights ago against um, the Timberwolves, you know, started really hot. You know, he was two of seven, I want to say, from three. You know, scored six points. Um, wasn't the kind of factor that he was, and it's 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 why, like, I always you know caution getting too excited about a big Kyle Kuzma game because he does have good games. He does have big scoring nights where you say that guy can score on anybody, and he should be averaging twenty five points a game in the NBA. And then he has games like tonight where he um, kind of falls off a cliff and. You know, the Lakers kind of frame it as a, a matter of opportunity and, you know, lineups and, you know, usage, you know, more usage, you know, when AD's out, obviously. But at some point, you know, Kyle Kuzma just needs to embrace that, you know, he's a guy who will step in and start. He'll come off the bench and he needs to be a killer in either role. And for whatever reason, for the last year, he just hasn't been a killer in either. It is interesting because I do think there's something to some guys play uh better in a bigger role and i think you know we've discussed this with kuz where it it looks like for whatever reason he he's scores more and shoots better i mean i I mean it makes sense why he scores more but like he's just a more efficient offensive player when he's starting and and, you know frank vogel was asked about that pregame and and he chalked it up to oh just higher usage but to actually kind of break that down that doesn't really make sense normally when you have lower usage you're higher efficient see so um 2016, that's, that's uh, 2016 <laughs> Subaru, uh, what is it, now back? Not now back. This is Subaru. I jinxed the Lakers shooting, by the way, because uh, 
Last season, they were 23rd in three-point percentage. And uh, heading into tonight, they were tied for sixth. And they started the game four or five, and I tweeted, I think there might be something here with the three-point shooting where, you know, I don't think they're going to be elite by any measure, but I do think it's better than last season. From that point, they closed the game six of 21. Yikes. Uh, did, did not look good. But um, I think that should wrap... <laughs> As now that every car is left. I know there's no more cars. This, would, this now would be a great time to start recording a podcast. We picked the 10 busiest minutes of of level P3 in lot W. To make up for it, we have a long podcast coming for you guys tomorrow, tomorrow with Anthony Slater. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, for Bill, I am Jovan. Uh, we will talk to you guys later.